At the dawn of the millennium, the Fisher, created in the mid-90s between mainstream and underground rap, was only widening. One of the labels leading the charge for the latter was Definitive Jux, founded by LP. It led to the rise of heavyweights like Aesop Rock, Mr. Liff, Cage, RJD2, and MERS. The Def Jux sound was one that helped define my rap appreciation for nearly a decade. It still influences me and the rap game today. The Cold Vein was the first full-length album released under the label, a seminal release planting a flag for independent rap and backpackers everywhere. Personally, it's one of my favorite rap albums of all time still. The production is some of LP's best work and the performances by MC's Vast Air, Vortal Mecca, and their features are spectacular with some truly mind-bending lines. If you haven't heard this album yet, I highly recommend it. Hard-hitting rhymes, awesome wordplay, vivid imagery, otherworldly beats. They really just caught lightning in a bottle with this album. The album turns 20 this week, and I have the pleasure and honor to talk about it with none other than Vast Air himself. Some things that really stuck out to me when I listened back to our talk was his voice is still one of the most unique in rap. And as a wordsmith, he really takes his time to find his words. Open Mike Eagle recently did a podcast with LP about the creation of the Cold Vein and the rise of Def Jux, so check that out. The podcast is called What Had Happened Was, and I dig it a lot. There are a plethora of wonderful guests on there, and I just love Mike's voice, his knowledge, and his sincerity. I talked about his latest album on our favorite rap albums of 2020 show, and I think he brings that warmth to his show. Anyway, I hope you think of this show as a companion piece to what they did over there. And if you dig this show, please give it a share. That would really help us out. And if my voice isn't as energetic as it appears now, it's in part because I was starstruck and humbled, and I also woke up at 6 a.m. to do the interview. So please forgive me. Luckily, Vast has the lion's share of the audio. My name is Brendan with Blurred Up. Now, without further ado, let's get to our discussion. Very special episode with the legendary Fast Air, who is one part of the duo Cannibal Ox. It made one of my favorite rap albums of all time still. And we're going to be talking about its 20th anniversary. Peace and love. Peace and love to everybody. Shout out to all the real fans. Shout out to all the supporters to your show. Thank you and, and welcome. I'm glad to be here. It's truly an honor. The Cold Vein was, it has helped define a whole decade for me, really. It's such a powerful album. As big a fan as I am of the album, 
my introduction to you was on Diverse's Big Game. I think many listeners may remember Certified from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Underground, but that whole album is fire. I love that track. I'm so glad that that's the track that introduced me to you. That's just like... I, I'm speechless. <laughs> shout out shout out to Diverse. Shout out to RJD2. Yeah. That whole album just had some amazing production. Prefuse 73, RJD2, Mad Lib. Have you talked to Diverse in a while? I actually, I haven't spoken to him in a while. It's been a minute now. Um, I was trying to find him maybe a year ago, two years ago. I was trying to look for him. But I haven't been able to find. I was looking for him on like Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. and because, like, I think the last we spoke, like MySpace was the thing or something. Right. You know, I lost touch with him. But yo, diverse hit me. Was good. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, you know, um, RJ is not too far from me, so. I can connect with him and, and, and get it popping real fast. Shout out to RJ. You know what I mean? He was making hip hop and then he started making like folk rock almost and then he kinda came back to it and Yeah, he's uh he's having fun. He's he's doing some things, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's being an artist, right? He's being an artist, he's expressing himself, you know. For sure. Um, so you know, I'm a fan, you know, I'm a fan of his, so Absolutely. You know, but yeah, that song is amazing. It's it's uh, it's one of my favorite verses. So for you to be like, this is the song that debuted, I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> you didn't know that I rhymed before that song? Exactly. It's like, what, two years after the Cold Vein? Yeah, that's easily two and a half, two years after Cold Vein easy and i have a lot of music with the adams fam so you know cannibal locks is a group that comes from adams fam right so there's a lot of music going on there so for you to just be like yeah it was this joint i'm just like whoa but that's how careers go like a couple of years back when we had released Blade of the Ronin, there were some fans um, that were um, timing in. One, one fan stood out to me. It was a fan that uh, learned who I was from the Tony Hawk game. He was like, oh my God, y'all are back. And I was nine the last time y'all were out. <laughs> And he was just so he was just so amazed that we were back and he was like the Tony Hawk game and I was just like wow like you know that just showed me how many people figured out who I was from that, you know, Sony PlayStation platform at the time. Right. Um, you know, and I'm on there twice by the way, so 
you know, I'm doing ad-libs on a joint um, with Mr. Lift. Shout out to Lift. Yeah, shout out to Lift. So you can hear me on two different joints playing Tony Hawk, a classic Tony Hawk game. Yeah, man. Well, I want to try to shift focus back to the cold vein. Could you talk about where Vast Air, the rapper, came from and how you and Vortal met? Wow. Me and Mega, shout out to Mega, Big Shamar. Me and Mega met in Harlem. I was actually rhyming with Mega's cousin. Okay, shout out to Ali, father, right now, holding it down. Shout out to the family. I was rhyming with a, a great MC named Ali Cat. We was in Cyphers, you know, having fun, you know, we was doing graffiti. So one day we in the Cypher and I had seen Shamar or Vortal Mega. I had seen Vortal Mega or Shamar a couple of times, but I didn't connect it. We in the Cypher, boom, 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 boom. Then he's like, yo, this is my cousin. And from that day on, we was inseparable. I remember um, the first day we hung out, we didn't even separate until like midnight. So we met in school at like 3, 2.30, and we didn't separate until midnight. He lived like 20 blocks from me. So he was like, I'm going to just chill with you. And then, you know, I'm going to walk home. Next thing you know, it's midnight. I'm like, yo, your mom is going to be spazzing. We like, <laughs> we like 15 at the time. You understand? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm like, your mom is going to be spazzing. He was like, nah, I'm good. I, I told her where I was. So, you know, I always laugh about that. Like the first day we met, it was just like, boom. And he was like a freestyler. He wasn't really writing. And to this day, he doesn't like to write. He'll write the rhyme at like the very end. Like he already has like 12 of it right here. At the very end, he'll start getting the pen and putting it down. He is not a writer. He likes to recite. He likes to spit it to himself a thousand times until it's, you know what I mean? He has an amazing style like that. He's interesting. So I remember telling him, if you just concentrate, man, you know what I mean? Like if you just sit down and plot it out, you're going to be ridiculous. And that's where you get cold vein. So you're saying that for the Colvane, he did write down all of his yes, lyrics? That was that was some of the first time he was starting to write shit down. Wow. All of his music before that, Vodal is freestyling. He's a freestyler. Wow. We used to laugh like people don't even know. 70% of this verse is freestyle. It's just like people don't even... He was that nice. So... What you're hearing on Cold Vein is him taking time to structure something. And he's amazing. He's a fucking, you know, 
for for the real for the real head like he's just on another level i'm sorry if you understand his style it's just like mm, it's very it's very layered it's very textured mm. it's very dark but it's a dark it's an it, there's an honesty to his darkness it comes from a real place and that's why he's invisible you know what i mean that's a sign of his introvertedness he only sticks around family and friends he can care less about the fame so um it's been interesting blowing up as mm -hmm. artists with him and he just doesn't cooperate at all so you know <laughs> i'm sorry to hear that we try to give him as much space as possible to create because we know how much it takes for him to create he you know he's definitely um he's an amazing artist when he's in that you know mind frame um so i just try to give him that space you know what I mean? And when we did Ronin, it was a lot on him. Um, and I try not to overpressure him. So, you know, I just want him to, you know, I just want him to feel healthy. Like if we'll, if we just chill and watch The Godfather or something, you know what I mean? I'll be at peace. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, if we if we just play Metal Gear and chill and smoke a blunt, I'll be at peace. You know what I mean? But then there's that part of me that wants to make music with him. Mm. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I've tried to over the years, I've learned to separate the two. There's the friendship, the brother. And then there's the musician buddies, and I want him to, I want him to be on everything, but he's just not, you know, it's just not possible, you know. Mm -hmm. Especially after Blade of the Ronin, there was a lot of pressure, there was a lot of touring, and he just wasn't down for it, you know. So he took a step back, and I told him, I said, look. We're going to move forward. We're going to keep doing us. And you're always, there's always a home. You know what I mean? There's always a place. So with that in mind, we ended up making, you know, a handful of bangers. And uh, then we ended up going through COVID. Right. The world shut down. And, um. I lost my parents. I'm sorry. Respect, respect. Um, I lost my mom to a stroke and my father was battling cancer. As they're passing, the, the country was getting shut down. Everything was that fast. So um, I told the team, I said, yo, let's finish up this music. And I just started assessing all of the projects that we're working on. And I said, yo, let's finish up. 
you know, Oxcalibur. So the next record is going to be Oxcalibur. And we're, we're finishing it up now. We're working on it now as we speak. So the new single is May 15th, Metal Ox and Raspberry Jelly. So look out for those. You can hear the snippets on my Twitter and on my um, Instagram. There's some snippets that are... Is that Raspberry Jelly a play on Raspberry Fields? Um, yes, in a way. Uh, <laughs> in a way, because um, we just love Raspberry. But, um, you know, if it's, you know, if it's in any connection, the only connection is Raspberry, the word. Mm -hmm. But Raspberry Jelly specifically is the color of the sandal that the girl is wearing. And when we were coming up, those plastic sandals were called jellies. Oh, okay. So raspberry jelly is the girl's sandal that we're talking about in the song. That's being described. You know what I mean? But then it's going to turn into blood. And it's going to turn into the color of a car. Okay, so... Yeah, raspberry jelly. Dope, dope. It's a lot of things going on. You know what I mean? We're well, pivoting back to the cold vein and Cannibal Ox, where did that actual name come from? And how did you meet LP? Wow, this is a crazy story. One day, we're sitting up writing raps, having fun. And I'm like, you know we need to get a name. And uh, Shamar's like, word. And then I'm like, well, here's how we're going to narrow it down. We can't be a of. We're going to leave of alone. It has to hit hard. It has to be like Das Effects. Or, mm. You know what I mean? We didn't want to be souls of mischief. We didn't want to be leaders of the new school. We were like, whatever we, we can't be a of. We, we was laughing about that. We love all of the ofs. Let me make that clear so I don't have to body slam nobody. <laughs> we love all of the ofs. But we knew we had to be, we had to, we had to, we had to hit hard like a DOS effect or like a, mm. or like a cellar dweller. We start throwing names around. So, at first, it was just Ox. Alright? Yo, Ox! Boom! We was hyped. Because where we're from, that means Blade. Right. We're hyped. Nobody's using that. That's us. We Ox! Now, because we're God bodies, because we studied under the nation of gods and earths, there's a lot of supreme math and stuff in our music. There's a lot of nation of Islam undertone in our music. So once that, once that, once we started to implement more of the math in it, because at the time in our neighborhood, everybody wanted to be a blood. So we was like, we got to civilize. We got to give them knowledge. So we started putting the math in our rhymes. Because we grew up with rap that had it in it. And it was starting to fade away. Mm. So 
One little thing that Cannibal Locks tried to do was to have supreme math and alphabets all through our lyrics. If you don't mind, just really quick, could you give the audience and me, honestly, and some examples of that in the bars? Uh, the titles. One of my favorite songs is Straight Off the D.I.C. Yo, I'd be nice you had to put your hat in your sleeve and break arms like Seagull. Don't wear your heart in your sleeve. There's two things in life, act and believe. Yeah, and you best to believe. It's a fact, I just rolled the leaf. Death jokes don't care about your culture or creed or the color you bleed. It'll be ox versus aliens. All you see is Martians piled up. In the song, you hear us say, Divine I See. That's, that's 100% supreme math and alphabets. Okay? Okay. The first lessons you get as a young God or a young Earth, those are the first lessons. You learn how to talk. You learn how to draw things up with a particular language. Wu-Tang, brand Nubian, Nas, because he grew up around it. You know, a lot of people have used it in their music. Right. So we wanted to implement it again. So straight off the DIC, there's a lot of references to Allah which would be the, the letter A. There's a lot of references to sun, moon, and stars, which are man, woman, and child, children, so, etc. It's all there, you know what I mean? It's all there. It's what we grew up around. It gave us a, a outlook into the things of the infinite and the, in, and the eternal, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all through the music, you know. You just have to listen and then it's kind of like a code. It's kind of like if you studied it, you're going to see it, you know. Got it. So it's like we're talking to two people at one time. Mm. The knower and the unknower. The person that knows, they get something else out of that line. The person that doesn't know is going to go dig and then, you know. They're going to listen to this podcast and be like, I knew there was something more in this line, you know? <laughs> so, you know. So, Ox's Blade and how Cannibal... The Cannibal comes in from us just playing around with words and the fact that our, our lyrics are as sharp as a Cannibal's Blade. That was the undertoning metaphor. It was like, it was like a cannibal's blade has to be sharp. And, um, you know, you know, it was like, we're sharper. And then it, and then it was like a metaphor for headhunting because we battled, we were in the battle circuit and we were real lyricists that were in the battle circuit and we we loved eating MCs alive. So the eating MCs became this undertone with us. Yo, I just ate him, yo, I just bit his face off. 
Mm. It just be- it it became like a um a metaphor, and that's how Ox developed into Cannibal Blade, which is Cannibal Ox. And then because of the Supreme Alphabet, that's why we yell Cipher Unknown all the time. Because the zero is the cipher. And the X is the unknown. That's our secondary name. That's our, we were almost Cipher Unknown. We were Cipher Unknown for like a week. Cipher Unknown, Cipher Unknown. That's why you always hear us yell that. Yeah. Because we're still saying O-X. Cipher Unknown. That would have been an ill name too. That's still our name. So, Cannibal Ox, a.k.a. Cypher Unknown. We know where Cannibal Ox came from. Now, how did you and L meet and kind of make this work? We met L on the underground circuit. Um, our crew, the Adams family, would bump into the indelible MCs. You know, we respected them. They respected us. L saw that we were two of the illest in the crew. And we built a relationship with him. About a year and a half after that, he was like, yo, I'm going full blast. Let's work together. Let's let's get this popping. So we said, yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? We had already had like three songs that were bubbling on the college circuit. Iron Galaxy, Pigeon, and Metal Gear. Those three songs were circulating. People were like, who is this group? That was a dope time. We had met him probably two, three years before all of that started. And I had already knew Bruin. I met Bruin in 95. I met LP in 97. And Metal Gear is 98. It was our favorite video game at the time. So we just snatched the imagery and was just like, fuck this. This echo, that smell of swears Starving but happy, bombers of stealth Who never cried on yellow brick roads Until they found themselves And since then, my platoon of ten men Refrained from squeaking because to them that's sin I grew up in an iron galaxy Where every day is like you smell smoke But fire you don't see My soul is precious metal that I wrap around me Like Mario 64 that Metal Gear for PlayStation? That was one of the best games ever And if you're a real fan of ours you know the 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 realest fan of ours knows that that's our first song with LP before that we just was in ciphers with them and in staircases with them smoking blunts and shit I knew it was the first song I didn't realize it was that old I thought this came out maybe like 2000 or something nah nah mm-mm Iron Galaxy, mm-hmm. Pigeon, and Metal Gear are from 98. The rest of the album is 2000. That's that year and a half I just told you. So we had like, you know, a handful of joints that didn't, you know, that no one has ever heard, you know. 
we had all types of music. But yeah, um, that's how we met L. You know, through us knowing the Juggernauts. Um, yeah. And then the relationships blossomed and we ended up, we almost did something with Raucous and then that fell through and then we said, fuck it, we're going to do, you know, definitive jokes full time. And the rest is history. Right. Everyone's talked about how Raucous essentially screwed them over or tried to screw them over. So you kind of saw that before you put your name on the line. We were gonna mess with them, and we knew mm-hmm. it was temporary. We was gonna do an EP with them. That was back in the day. We were gonna do an EP with them, but when we made up our mind to do definitive jokes, there was no turning back, so. That's dope. And I learned that LP allowed his artists or on jokes to keep their masters on their masters. Is that, is that true? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Um, shifting, you were talking about Metal Gear. You and Vortal shared a, a bedroom at El's apartment as you made this album. And I think I speak for a lot of people when I say I'm quite curious about just the vibe of the environment where you two created such incredible alchemy. We decide that the making of the Cannibal Ox documentary, y'all were gaming, drawing, uh, you had different rappers in and out like MF Doom, rest in peace. Could you just describe the scene and what were some of your favorite moments there? Like, where were you playing at the time? Where were you gaming at the time? What were you reading, maybe? I mean, everything. Um, when I was when I was doing Cold Vein specifically, I had just really started up um, judo and aikido. I was in those a lot. I was reading Hagakuri and all types of crazy old. Shinto poems and Buddhism and all types of crazy, you know what I mean? I was studying all types of stuff, you know, um, I was always taught to absorb what is useful, you know what I mean? And apply it to your life because a truth is a truth. It doesn't matter what language it's under or, you know. If a poor man said it, or if a rich man said it, if it's true, it's true. Mm. So, I was studying all types of shit by the time we were doing Cold Vein. All types, all type, anything you could think of, um, you know, mythology, history, you know, I, I love it all, you know, scriptures. That's why our stuff is the way it is. You know, that's why our music is the way it is. And were you and Vortal kind of doing the stuff together? Yeah, yeah. We're into the same stuff. You know, we're into the same stuff. And, you know, we gravitate towards the same things. So he might finish something and then pass it to me. Like, oh, let me read this. Let me check this out. Then once I read it, we can argue about it or agree about it or, you know what I mean? Because we've both experienced it. Could you speak on any favorite moments with other rappers? How was your work with uh, with Doom, for example? There was a lot of good time there. Um, Doom was there. God bless him. Shout out to Metal Fingers. That's my man. I'm, I'm definitely going to miss him. He was a, he was a clown. 
Um, oh man, yeah. Um, Zach. Um, you know, shout out to Rage Against the Machine, Zach. You know, he did a lot of beats with L. He would play stuff on them. So we didn't have a real booth. We were using a closet. So Zach was playing instruments in my bedroom. And I would be like smoking an L with him and he's playing the bass. You know what I mean? And, you know, we're trying our best not to cough because he'll have to do the riff over. Because the mic is right there and he's, you know. So did he do bass work for the album? No, um, no. He had did some shit with L. He had did some shit with L at the time. So I'm playing video games, smoking a L, and Zach is playing the bass on a couple of beats that him and L were working on. So little things okay. like I have all types of stories like that because my bedroom was across from the studio and L's bedroom was upstairs with the living room. Mm-hmm. So we shared a duplex. And it eventually became my room because Shamar started dating this girl in Brooklyn. So it eventually became just me and L. And from there, you know, I ended up getting a crib in another spot in Brooklyn. And that was me and S.A. Smash together. That's why when you go back to Smashy Trashy, I'm all over that album. We live together. Mm. When you go back to Smashy Trashy, rest in peace to Camus. Shout out to Camus Teo. Shout out to my man Metro. That's my man. We about to spaz in the lab. We got some crazy heat. And shout out to Copyright. Yeah, man. Shout out to the Megahertz. That's my family. So, you know, you know, we had a crib together in Brooklyn. A lot of crazy shit happened at that crib. So at that time, you know, all types of music was going on. We would, Def Jooks was, was making a lot of big moves at the time. So, you know. For sure. And as a rapper or as a duo, did you have any influences you were creating this album? You mentioned Das Effects. Do you have any favorite hip hop duos that kind of guided you? I mean, you know, we have those influences, of course. But that stress isn't on this record, you know. I would say Das Effects, EPMD, Run DMC, uh, The Locks, Mob Deep, The Alcoholics, Organized Confusion. Those are huge influences on us when it comes to, like, the duo dynamic. Of course, De La Soul and Tribe Called Quest. Whereas, we're Tribe Called Quest in reverse. Where Shamar has taken a lesser role going forward. Whereas, Fife took a bigger role going forward. As it went on. Yeah, that makes sense. We're, we're just them in reverse, really. <laughs> we always laugh about it. As long as he doesn't become a, a Jerobi, then we're good. Uh-huh. He, you know, he's funny. He's he's a, I think he'll always have his toe in it, you know. Um, it's it's a part of him. He, we always clown him like you know you you know you don't want to stop. You know what I mean? Like mm. we always clown him like 
You know, we know you got six records under the bed. Like, just give us one of them. <laughs> but yeah, it's on him. It's up to him. There's no pressure, you know. When he wants to create, he creates. And that's that, you know. I'm, I don't have to stress him, you know. I'll show him some shit that we're developing. And he's either going to get down or he's not. You know what I mean? So, there's a lot of songs that he should have been on in the past. And he just passed on them. He just didn't, you know? But that right time, that right energy, that right space, we make magic together, you know? We've been rhyming together for so long. You mentioned organized confusion. Maybe my favorite duo of all time? They're very much up there. Wow, they're great. Yeah. And I want to talk about your artwork for the cold vein, which I found striking, it felt like, or it feels like, minimalist amalgamation of Stress the Extinction Agenda meets Fun Crusher Plus. Who was behind that? Uh, that was me. I went to school with a bunch of great artists, including Vord Omega, Shamar. We all draw. All of us are good with the with the pens and, and ink and paints. And the person that did the cover of The Cold Vein is one of the greatest artists that we know. His name is Tyson Jones, AKA Osiris Cloud. So Cloud used to rhyme with me in a group. I was like, yo, we're doing, I'm doing this album. Me and Mega got this record. He's like, word. I'm like, yo, I need a logo. I need this. I need that. So I influenced him with making um, the four horn logo. And mm -hmm. I influenced him and, and gave him instructions on how to do the cover. Um, no. And, you know, I remember telling him vividly, like, have us with, like, the illest ox. Like, the way dudes have a pit bull. But have us with an ox on a leash with the ill. You know, at the time, we were all watching, like, Aliens and Predator, like, every other day. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, we were, we were cutting school. And literally watching Aliens, Predator, and Ferris Bueller all day. That's a great combo. And uh, we would get we would get heroes and you know get some beers or whatever and just make music. So from watching Alien and Predator, if you look at our cover, look at the influence. What's in my other hand? I've got the physical ox as a pit bull, all right? But what's in my other hand? The Gatling gun from Predator. Oh. And if you look close at our outfits, it looks like football gear, like the alien gear with Ripley. Now, you don't see it. But now that I told you, you're gonna see, you're gonna be like, what the fuck? It was right in my face. That's dope. Because we were watching Alien and Predator every other day. It was ridiculous. 
it was part of that 10 movie pack of just put movies on. We're drawing, we're freestyling, we're coming up with music. You know what I mean? Mm. Some of us are smoking, some of us are drinking, and we're coming up with, with ill ideas. You know what I mean? So. Speaking of these ill ideas, I did want to bring up a fan question. They want to ask about one of your lines on Raspberry Fields. You said, mustard seed faith moves mountains. What did you mean by that? The flesh and the beats, the skeleton. You got beef, but there's worms in your Wellington. I'll put a hole in your skull and extract the gelatin. Mustard seed faith move mountains. This is the jailhouse rap. Like faces in a cell block. You'll catch a Kennedy curse from the speed. My mustard seed faith moves mountains. That's a biblical scripture. Just like I mentioned earlier that I was studying all types of things and it's all it's all in cold vein. There's a scripture, I forgot the actual number. This is in the Christian Bible. It says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you could tell a mountain to get up and move and it'll listen to you. So that's what I meant, you know. And if anyone knows how small a mustard seed is, that's what makes the line special. Mm. What makes that line special is a mustard seed is small. So he, they didn't say, if you have faith of a watermelon, they didn't say that. They didn't say if you had the faith of a grapefruit. They didn't say if you have the faith of an ostrich egg. They said if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you could tell a mountain to get up and move. So I always liked that poetic gesture. And the fact of the importance of faith. The the importance of the intelligence of the human being that allows it to believe that's a gift that people have misused so one of my personal favorite songs was the f word and for an album that went so hard you revealed this vulnerability in such a poetic way and i i really appreciate it yo it wasn't even like that i wanted my cardiovascular to fight back Cupid had me running circles, blindfolded in the daytime with a flashlight, looking for her. Yo, sit back, relax, and smell the roses. Smell the roses. A black girl by any other name must still be that, but the trick is to see that. I'm caught in between futures, fantasies, and memories I play back. Thank you. Any good album has vulnerability. It has truth. It has honesty. I wanted to share uh, a, a topic that I knew people would understand. From both angles, men and women, even though I was a man, I understood at the time that the woman, a girl can hear this and she's gonna, she's gonna remember when she told a dude, let's just be friends, you know? And she knew deep down inside that she, she wanted more, but didn't know how to express it. So yeah, that's the importance of the F word, definitely. Huge, huge song, huge song in my career. Definitely. For sure. It, it felt like a, a spiritual successor to just a friend or pass me by, but more personal. It's definitely a spiritual successor to passing me by. You're right on it. 
And shout out to those brothers. I, I love those brothers. I was on tour with them. Shout out to them. Oh, yeah. Peace to the far side. Peace to Bizarre Ride and the far side. On the new album, again, I'm digging for what's on it. Will there be any more of that kind of vulnerability? Of course. I mean, that's how I make music. You know, anybody that has followed my career, they you know what you're getting. But it's going to be so fucking good. It's like I'm that restaurant with like 10 things on the menu. But we do it so fucking good. You know, those 10 elements is enough in life. The drama, the challenge, the hero, the villain, the regret, the reflection. All of that is a part of our records. We show you when we're winning. We show you when we lost. And I think that's what the fan really latches on to. I've rocked 10,000, you know, fan crowds in Europe, but like I ate peanut butter bread for a week when we were broke. You know what I mean? Like, I think the fans, um, they can sense the genuine stories, in a, you know, so... On that note, I want to bring in your line from the Cano documentary about being poor. And I found your line about how the rich and poor experience time absolutely profound. The day is long when you're poor. When you're a poor person, 24 hours is like 10 years. You have a basic day that could have been nothing but like pleasant thought and like relaxation, but you're stressed because you have a light bill and you're stressed because you need diapers for your kid. And, and, and that's a long day. That's seven long days in a week if you're poor. When things are right, you're not thinking about time. Time is leaving you. Time is just because you went to the movies and wasted three hours. Money is everything. That's just sad. Metallic wing pigeon. Birds of the same feather flock together, congested on a majestic street corner. That's a short time goal for most of them, cause most of them would rather expand their wings and hover over greater things. That's what we call inspired flight by the pigeons that gotta eat pizza crust every night. And let there be light was understood when a mic stand descended from up and above into the hood. And if my face is worth a thousand words when it's scarred, I would only hope that two of those are cocoa and butter to heal the wounds of the tissue scarred and marked the death of my womb but i've graduated got my wings and you've got to let go of my constructed lego ego waffle halo hey yo i'm a black man with an african drum in my chest that beats in the opposite of the right let me know I got a week for a poor person is a living hell a week for a person of wealth is heaven you know uh, they're not even finishing the food on their $500 plate. I come from a world where, like, you spend $40 on a plate, you make sure you finish it. But, right. like, they're in a world of, like, so much opulence and so much, you know, so much waste 
is what I should really say. Excess. So much excess and weight uh, and waste that, you know, $700 plates, they would, you ain't even eat half the plate. You know what I mean? So this is going to get thrown in the garbage. You know what I mean? So versus somebody that's like tearing apart their chicken and french fries. That was 10 bucks. Tearing it apart like they not going to eat tomorrow. And they probably won't. Because, you know, they had to get a blunt. They had to get a beer. And now they got just enough for some chicken and fries. Someone is living that life. So they're experiencing time on a total different scale. Three hours to you is not the same when you're poor and rich. So you got to respect what that person goes through. True. Going back to touring, I think some rap artists purposely craft projects in part for tour performances. With the cold vein being so lyrical and dense at times did you find this album easy to tour with yes because it's a theme and there's plenty enough music that's fast and and good energy and then you can slow it down and switch the mood Mm -hmm. so you just have to rehearse which a lot of artists don't do And that's why you don't have a good show. My show is great because I rehearse. You have to rehearse, people. Trust me. What songs were the most fun to perform for you? I like Iron, Vane, Raspberry, Stress Rap. I like the fast joints and aggressive joints. And then I like to change the mood. Then I can come in with the F word or pigeon. I could come through with painkillers and I could come through with straight off the dick and just take your soul. I like to snatch souls at shows. Just snatch your soul right out of your body with a pattern of songs. Like, you know, oh, once we do this pattern, soul gone. You know what I mean? And then, you know... Yeah, for sure. Because that's, you know... I'm sorry, and I'm talking to other artists right now. Talking to other artists right now. You gotta rehearse. Okay? Just look at... Just being able to see yourself in a giant mirror. You're gonna change a lot of things. You gotta rehearse. You gotta get a DJ. This is hip-hop. Follow these basic rules. All right? In certain weird situations, you're going to run a, a set off of a CD or whatever. We understand that. Or a, um, or a USB. We understand that. But your core show should be with a DJ. That's number one. Number two, rehearsal time. Number three, no yes-men. There's too many yes-mens in hip-hop. That's why a lot of bullshit gets released. I'm not afraid to tell you at dinner, yo, you got to drop that verse again, pass the salt. You understand? Like, (laughs) 
Yo, pass those rolls. Yo, you're going to have to do that verse again. Word. Pass that butter. Thanks. Like, I'm not yes man and nobody. You know what I mean? So, you know, and, you know, brothers love me for that. They know I'm going to tell them it's a dope song, but you got to do it again. You got to have the right energy. Some songs require a certain energy. It's like you want the song to be that tone forever. Once you record it, it's locked. You got to record it the way you want to record it. So that's what I'm good at. I'm good at making sure. And y'all thought this was hot. This ain't hot. And this one is hot. I'm real good at that. And my brothers love me for that because I don't sugarcoat nothing. You could be the greatest MC in the world. That don't got shit to do with a song. Don't got shit to do with a song, man. Before we do wrap up, I wanted to shift really quick to just the present and the future for you. Who would you like to work with MC or producer-wise in the future? Because for me, I think of Billy Woods, for example, when I think of Pigeon or the F word, Iron Galaxy. I think you two would go well together. Woods is an old friend of mine. That's interesting. That's <laughs> that's an old friend of mine. Word up. Word up. Bill Woods is actually responsible for getting me blazed for the first time. Wow. So I want to share that with you since you name dropped him. Word up. Wow. Yeah, we have history. We have a lot of history. He's from D.C. His parents are from Africa. He's from D.C. Right. But, you know, he ended up moving to Harlem. He was in Westchester going to school, and he was in Harlem. That's how he knows us. We're mad cool. We're mad cool with Bill Woods. Shout out to the team. Word up. So, yeah, I didn't start smoking until I was 19, and I was with Bill Wood. I'm 43 right now, so that's how, that's how far back that goes. Word. Is there anyone who you want to work with? Um, Producer, too, of course. I like J. Cole. I like what they're doing. I also know that J. Cole is a fan of mine, but... I'm putting that out there. I would love to work with him and Bass. That's big for me. Um, I think they're nasty. I also like Kendrick. Um, I, I like what they're doing. I like what his team is doing. It's a couple of other people, you know. Nothing too crazy, you know. All of the classics. There's people that I worked with already that I want to work with again, so... I would love to work with a lot of people. Rhapsody, I would love to work with her. She's probably one of the strongest out right now. Would love to work with her, definitely. She's an inspiration, mm. you know? And uh, long overdue is me and Black Thought. We've known each other for years. That's long overdue, me and Black Thought. Um. Camp Low. I have a joint with Geechee Suede, which is really dope. I'm so proud of that joint. We 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 um 
you know, we have um, close friends that we grew up with. So now I want to do another joint with them and I want to get Chiba on it also. So I've just been building, you know, building with the brothers, you know what I mean? And we're going to make some crazy shit. I've been building with Hyrule. I've been building with um, Living Legends. So there's going to be some fun things. You know what I mean? Shout out to the team, Crimson Guards, IGC Records. Shout out to my man, Cosmic. One of the illest producers that I've been working with for over a decade. And uh, he has the bulk of the new album, Ox Caliber. And it's serious. Look out for the new single, May 15th, Metal Ox, Raspberry Jelly, the maxi single, is going down. We're changing history. It's 20 years later. Check out my Instagram now, Vassier2090, that's V-A-S-T-A-I-R-E 2090. Check that out right now, and you can hear snippets of the new single. Scroll through a couple of videos, you'll see me recording it live. So, it's real. Canox is here forever. As long as you see me, Canox is here. So, Word. I'm right here. I ain't going nowhere. And we got some shit in store for you. For the real Canox fan and for the new fan, we got some shit for you. So, Word. much love. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. You know what it is. The YouTube is Vassia2090. You know what it is. We here, Mill. You know what I mean? Cannibal O, handle you slow. Word. Well, Vast, I just want to say thank you so much for doing this for us. And good luck on everything. And just thank you for all that you have done for the game, for the industry. Well, I hope you all enjoyed our chat. I didn't notice it until I was in post-production, but we had lost some audio, so Vass couldn't give his official goodbye, as it were, but we really appreciate him on the show. And please go check out the single that's coming out. I'm excited for what they're cooking up. This was like a bucket list item for me, and I had a great time talking with Vass and putting this together for you all. I hope you learned something. Who should I talk to next? Let me know. Tag anyone who you want to be interviewed. And once again, give us a share if you dug it. We're on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. And we're on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. And we're on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. Catch us on Blurred.com. Our partner's full of great nerdy content from a black cultural lens. I know a lot of people are expecting our review of Yasuke. I'm sorry to disappoint. We probably won't be talking about it. I just don't have the time. I made some memes that went a bit viral so you can get an idea of my thoughts on the anime through those. My thoughts aren't positive. Anyway, we'll be going on a month-long break. Like I said before, I need to catch up on other parts of my life, self-care and all that. I hope you understand. When we come back in June, not only will it be our three-year anniversary, but we hope to talk about E3, Loki, and whatever surprises may come. Thank you very much for listening. Take care of each other and 
Peace. I know cats are gonna do some shit. Chosen, my craft is balls Do rebel righteous with stabs and scars in the heightness Rap live, graph artists and ghetto writers United, starving with one table and no mic And still get it all bombing and flow nice Spit vomit and throw dice Taking chances in life, trying to get by Stop all the time getting high Gotta clear mind and stay focused Avoid serpents and worship life We like merchants, street peasants With these lessons, live building Pass away and keep stressing Thinking how we gonna master days with passion That's why we rap this way From Manhattan, 115 to 135 We pigeons became Phoenix with open minds To open yours, flow the raw, innovative Phoenix so when you see me shine light, better scream Phoenix. The God locked in a cell, scream Phoenix. Moms can't post bail, scream Phoenix. Hey Zeus on the crucifix, scream Phoenix. Hey Zeus on the crucifix, scream Phoenix. Hey Zeus on the crucifix. Yo, birds of the same feather flock together, congested on a majestic note. No, no. Feathers and flames of one skin Hallowed be thy name In the beginning there was no sin We in the ninth inning And I'm God body trying to win Flying against the wind But now my shell is weightless and fireproof But the truth is I'm proof of living fire I'm not made of organics, not even wires Just felt my body light up and heard the choir See to the common foul, the phoenix is sire The most high of all things to ever have wings Existence is struggle, resistance is futile Meanwhile, we now possess the power of ten suns To transcend and elevate into one Famine the disease and senseless dying is done Pigeon bird got a breath left, heart beat no more Phoenix birds morph and we live off the G-Force Ha! Scream Phoenix The guard locked in a cell Scream Phoenix Moms can't pose bail Scream Phoenix Hey Zeus on a crucifix Scream Phoenix Scream Phoenix Scream Phoenix Scream Phoenix Got it What? Uh. What? What? 115 uh. What? You got it You got it Scream Phoenix Trash with the system, pigeons Trash with the butt, pigeons Yo, yo